All right, and welcome to the Better Groups Podcast. So glad that you've joined us. My name is Matt. I'm your middle school pastor. We're here with Sam Skaggs, high school pastor. And we have a special guest, Sierra Porritt, in here joining us today. So excited to dive into what we're talking about. Yes. Uh, Sierra, my chameleon just died. Oh, no. I'm so sorry to hear that, Sam. Yeah. You want to talk about it? He's my best friend. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. It's hard to lose a best friend. Has anyone else lost a best friend? Wow, you're good at this. <laughs> <laughs> you're good at this. You, you would almost say that she's good at responding to big bombs that yeah. might be dropped in a small group. Wow. <laughs> and that is a very typical, like I literally had girls tell me a couple weeks ago that their uh, chameleons died. No way. I'm not joking. I have two, I have girls in my group that have like lizards. So like it happened and then you said, does anyone else have this experience? And someone else was like, yeah, my chameleon died too. <laughs> no, but we did talk for a really long time about dead dogs. But <laughs> Oh man. Do they go and to heaven? Yes. Okay. <laughs> hot take. Hot take. Here's our introduction. <laughs> All right. So today we're talking about how to respond to big bombs. If you haven't had this situation happen to you in groups, it's going to happen. How do we respond when someone drops a big bomb in group? Like they say, hey, I'm struggling with anxiety. I'm cutting myself. I'm gay or whatever. Like whatever yeah. the big bomb is, mm-hmm. how do we respond to that? Give us your wisdom. (laughs) All right. Um, Well, I have a long history of constantly getting bombs dropped in my groups. Um, I just just seem to find the kids that really love to tell me everything about their lives. Uh, It's it's impressive, actually. Um, But before I get into anything, I think the most important thing for all of us to remember um, is that when you begin your small group, whether it's um, brand new for the year or you're at camp or a retreat or something and you are meeting with a group of students, you need to set expectations for what happens in that group. Um, It's super important to establish some confidentiality. Uh, We like to talk about the cone of silence. Um, We talk about how this is a safe space. So we talk about how we're going to be open in this group. We're going to talk about things that we struggle with. Um, And out of that natural trust and comfort will come some really hard conversations. Um, But along with that expectation of confidentiality, you also need to set students up to know that there are some things that they will share with you that you have to pass on. Um, And that's like, hopefully you already know this, but that's the age old. If they are harming themselves, harming someone else, or being harmed by someone, that you have to let your pastor know, you need to reach out to parents. Somebody needs to be told if some of those, if those types of things are happening. I tell my girls that the, like, that's the second thing I tell them in group. I like introduce myself and I'm like, Hey, I love you. I want this to be an open place, but I will not keep secrets. And there are some things that they share that you have to report but we'll get into more of that like nitty-gritty stuff later i just wanted that to be like the first thing set the expectation um for this for this conversation is that that's where you need to start with and if you don't understand um when that needs to be shared or who that needs to be shared with please reach out to matt and sam or whoever your um minister happens to be so that you can get a grasp on how to keep our kids safe 
because that's super important, especially for this conversation. Um, but typically what's going to happen, uh, the bombs that may get dropped in your group, sometimes they're just going to be like ridiculous things um, that you can kind of acknowledge and move on. Like if somebody's pet dies, that can really bring the mood down. But you don't just want to ignore it because that's real. Like those are real feelings. Um, so the first thing you need to do when a kid kind of just throws something out in the open um, is to like assess the severity of the situation. Um, and that, that is just a spectrum. And depending on where you're ministering and what types of kids you're ministering to, um, that could really be anything. So you really want to ask yourself, like, whatever they've told me, do I need to drop this small group discussion and dive into this problem? Um, sometimes you really might have to do that. There are things that kids say that they cannot take back. And it's not just you and a student having this conversation. Remember, it's you and a student and 10 other middle school kids in the room or 10 other high school kids in the room. So you're not just managing yourself and this one student, but then you have to manage like the whole group. How is this whole group going to respond to what was just said? So think to yourself, do I need to just really address this? Is this where this conversation is going um, right now? And if you need to do that, by all means, do it. It might be a better conversation than you ever would have had anyway. Um, and then also think to yourself, again, you've got other students in the room. Somebody just, you know, came out in the middle of a group on a Wednesday. Why not? Sounds like the right time to do it. It sounds like you're a good uh, small group leader because your kids feel safe in your class. And, oh, you said it two times. <laughs> Why? Two times. It's Matt's fault. I'm about to um, walk out. No. <laughs> in your group. Um, so should I, all, like, should I bring their peers into this? Um, you've got a whole group of kids. Do their peers need to speak into this? Should they speak into this? Or should they not be involved in this conversation? Um, yeah. Some things can be really, like, simple. And it could be, hey, I'm really, like, struggling um, with like my mental health, I'm feeling really depressed um, and sad or anxious lately. And that could be a great conversation with your whole group. And lots of encouragement can come from that, from their friends in their small group. And by all means, in those situations, if you think your group can handle it, let them take over. Sometimes they do a really great job. One of my girls, um, bless her heart, this wasn't like a bomb. It wasn't like earth shattering, but she did experience a breakup one night right before group and this was like her first breakup and it was really sad you could tell she just was not herself and she was really upset by it and part of me wanted to like move on because like okay broke up with someone broke up with you and that's sad but the other girls in our group were so just supportive of her and encouraging to her and just like really spoke some like life into the situation. I was like, this is amazing. That's I don't awesome. have That's to do cool. anything. <laughs> so sometimes just let your group like help you Do handle that situation oh you better believe it that guy sucks they were like uh what's just just i'm just curious where he lives you know no big deal i want to go by and visit say hi <laughs> uh roll up with a and the bomb next week is that yeah. one of the girls is now dating said oh, guy no, no. <laughs> wait you got um, his number for me <laughs> <laughs> no they were no very <laughs> they were very supportive um it was a great group but sometimes <laughs> i'm moving on you guys i'm leaving you behind <laughs> Um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes the rest of your group members can um, help you navigate these things. It might be something that you as an old person have no idea how to like 
Ruth like just deal with anymore. It might have been like years and years and years and years and decades since you've had a heartbreak or since your parents got divorced or since your dog died or something. So you've just used the wisdom that your students do have because they have wisdom sometimes that we do not. I think that's cool. Like you can, because it's easy, like you said, to trivialize those things because they're kids and it's like a breakup or like a pet or fish, but like to kind of read the room and that might be a good assessment of what the, what it's like is whatever the room, however the room is reacting would be a good like gauge of like, okay, how serious do I need to take this? You know, it's good. Yeah, for sure. And then there are going to be times where it is something that is really deep and big and you know, from that it needs to be handled like immediately. Um, it could be something awful, like a confession that, you know, one of your students had is being abused or assaulted um, or that they are truly, truly having active suicidal thoughts. Like those things come out in small group. And in those moments, um, if you have a small group leader, a co-leader, I would absolutely lean on them. Um, I would, you know, whether you have a game plan, I would game plan, you know, before anything awful happens, like, Next time you meet with your co-leader, go ahead and decide who's running plan A and who's running plan B. Uh, Remove that student from the situation, especially if they're like really emotional and if they just like, you know, they they are not able to like regulate their emotions and they're really upset. And it's something that you don't think your group should have to like carry Um, because there might be other things going on and and you don't need the burden of this, you know, these these things, this news on all of your students. So I would go with that student, leave your co-leader in charge to continue running the group. Maybe they have to follow up. Maybe they need to debrief, but remove that student and go. Immediate question. Yes. Sorry. I, would you would you suggest them bringing another friend along with them? Oh, that so I can see that being the thing that's like, I'm, I, maybe I don't want to talk to you, but yeah. I have a friend for support. Is mm-hmm. that a good idea? What's your quick take on that? Uh, quick take is that sometimes that's a great idea and sometimes that's the worst idea yeah. ever. Sometimes it really does help. And if you think you've got like some more mature students who like they genuinely are friends and they've really been through it together. But if it's just like, I just want Sally to come with me. It's like, no, Sally needs to stay in group and we need to go talk to Matt. Like, You're like, no, <laughs> Sally's not going to work for this one. Uh, yeah. And no, I'm not bringing, I'm not, you can bring uh, Claire. You're not bringing oh, Sally. Claire's back. Claire's <laughs> back. Uh, hope maybe. <laughs> Free Claire. Maybe Free Claire. you'll learn about her later. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, that's a really good question though. And you, again, you might just have to have a better grasp on your students and what is real and genuine and what might just be a little dramatic, but I won't get into that. Um, But yeah, so you might have to remove that student and go get help from someone else in the ministry. Um, Again, do not be afraid to reach out for support, um, especially if it's something where there might have to be an official report made. Um, Pastors are mandated reporters And so if somebody needs to call someone more official than any of us, um, please go seek help from your pastor that you are serving under. Um, And in those cases, um, that's okay. If it totally, it might derail the rest of your night. Um, I've stayed lots of nights at church making phone calls that were very uncomfortable and scary. I've had to find safe places for students to stay sometimes. Um, be okay and just know that 
you might be exactly who they needed and that you might have to really just be with that student um, in a deeper way than you've ever had to experience before. But see it through to the end. I would also say that, like, don't just leave the kid hanging. Um, whatever they drop on you, be that person and help them get to the next step, whether that's connecting them to Matt or Sam, um, connecting them with whoever they need. So follow through, be with that person the whole way. Um, so that's like assessing the severity and it is a spectrum for sure. Um, also, if it's not that severe, you might have to ask yourself, do I acknowledge it and just move on? So sometimes we drop everything we're doing and fix the situation and, you know, take care of the bomb. Sometimes a kid just needs to say stuff and process it out loud. Um, and sometimes they might just be trying to like ruin your life and see if they can throw you uh that's the cynic in me sometimes they just say things to see what they can get away with um but no matter what they say um if it's not something that's an immediate need or danger um always acknowledge it make sure that that student feels heard that they know that you heard them um you can even tell, like, I love to say, I've, I've had lots of students who just decide to tell me, um, especially about their sexuality, just right in the middle of a group. Um, and I, in those situations, I really try to really make eye contact with that student and say, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I'm so, you know, I'm glad that you feel safe enough to trust this group with that information. I appreciate your honesty. Um, and I ask, like, do you want to talk about it? And sometimes they're like, no, I just wanted you to know like sweet we move on um sometimes you might want to say yeah i could have told you that you know a year ago but uh just make sure that they feel seen and acknowledged and then you can move on um if it's something you think is a not like the end of the world but definitely could do some damage you might want to move on with a group but make a plan to follow up with that student um you may say hey thank you for sharing that with me i'd love to talk with you after group. Um, or maybe even after that conversation, you say, hey, I'm going to check on you later this week and make sure you follow through. So make a plan to follow up and follow through. Um, Question for you again. Yeah. Um, I think I know the answer, but just to kind of throw it out there. Um, so why, like in the, in the situation where someone is coming out and they just say, hey, I'm gay, you would say like it might be a bad idea to like really like engage that discussion right there like why why should we just kind of leave it at that instead of engaging that discussion i have found that in your group um you know you're not ministering to kids like in a vacuum uh you're gonna have kids who believe all sorts of different things and have all sorts of different opinions and i think that sexuality um and things like that can really be it can lead to bigger bombs and then you're just tripping all over landmines because you might have a group that's super supportive, maybe a group that's too supportive. And instead of like being able to have a conversation with that one student and like work through like some of the other things that go along with coming out and claiming, you know, a different sexual identity or gender identity, um, you might not want a bunch of other 16 year olds going, yeah, that's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Yes. Like, okay <laughs> like that might not be the message i want them going home with that night um but at the same time like you also might have a group where you don't want a bunch of 16 year olds going 
don't you know that's wrong or like that's disgusting or like oh could have told you that you know like it could have such a negative effect also um i just find that it's way too like yeah you're just gonna be like in a minefield at that point so i just like to acknowledge it and let them know like i really am grateful that they trust me with that information um but that is not a group discussion and you know i don't think anyone's sexuality should be a group discussion anyway so i think it's just safer um for the sake of that student like i don't want them to feel awful leaving group and i also don't want them to leave with like a false truth about what's going on either it's hard for us as leaders you know how to comprehend that and to talk through that Mm -hmm. so when you ask a 16 year old to do it then it's like i don't know how to do this necessarily (laughs) i don't think i can see that being a big thing in that like okay that's a nice (laughs) thought there but yeah (laughs) yeah i think i have a lot of feelings about this i feel like leaders we might have a very like good intention like i really want to help this kid i want to walk through with them and i want to stand on the truth and Mm -hmm. like tell them that this is wrong but then like I think it's an expectation that we have to understand that sexuality is not something that you're going to be able to work out within a 45-minute discussion. And it's a long process. And even though there's urgency in your heart to, like, Mm -hmm. fix this child, you need to acknowledge that, like, God just did something amazing in letting him come to you or letting her come to you and that this is a journey that will take place and how you respond Mm -hmm. will really dictate whether this journey continues with you or whether it doesn't. Yeah. I'm going to talk about that response to oh, sorry, that. No, take, that's just... okay. No, it's a good, uh, we're going to talk about that like near the end, but that's totally, yeah. that's totally true. I love how you said that, that it's like, it's a journey. This is the first step in, in what's happening. So yeah, don't, don't handle it in 30 minutes with 10 other kids. <laughs> just yeah. wisdom tells me that yeah. in most cases. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then another thing, this might seem weird, but I also come from a counseling background. Take notes, write stuff down. Um, if a kid says something and it's like, what? write down not in the of course not like at that like, I'm gonna get my notebook out and like you know Sigmund Freud you but write down what they said and date it because if it's not something that's like maybe super urgent like oh I need to like that's kind of weird or maybe that's a little like a little concerning but not like a 911 emergency write it down because you may start to notice a pattern um and if you do have to make a report in the future then you have a lot of really helpful information. And again, that's like my counseling social work background speaking. Um, One incident doesn't always seem like an emergency, but if you have a kid who is like, there becomes like a consistent pattern of them sharing information with you, then you might want to take some next steps. So I just think that that's helpful. That's a very practical thing. You don't have to, but it might, it might help write it down. It helps Um, with those calls. If you ever have to make a call to, to be able to know for sure. So, that's good. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then also, like like I said earlier, if you're going to plan to follow up, follow through, part of that is also maybe next time your group gets together. Um, that's something they might say something and you just want to like acknowledge that, hey, let's like put that on the back burner. Let me write that question down. Let me like get my thoughts in order and we can like all talk about that next week. So it may be something where kids like, hey, I feel like my like... I don't know, I started smoking pot and I feel out of control and I don't know what to do. Like, hey, why don't we like look into that? And why don't we like process some of that, get some more information? And like, that's kind of one of those things where like maybe other kids are struggling with things, maybe not like smoking weed, but 
that's a big thing like with the porn conversation right like if you if somebody like mentions something and then it's like I'm feeling that you're not the only one in the room struggling with this and then everyone starts talking Mm -hmm. about what they're struggling with it's like let's like table that and next week like let's really devote some like time to this thing that we're dealing whether it's whatever whatever the bomb was if it just feels like oh this is like a group problem um that gives you space that gives you time to seek out some counsel that gives you time to google things that maybe you don't understand and words they said that you didn't know uh were a thing uh it gives you time to just really clear your head um and come back prayed up ready to kind of tackle this situation and then everybody else knows what to expect and it's not a bomb anymore and we can handle it together also would allow you to if it was something especially for a middle school situation uh if it was something more i guess intense you could also queue up parents for whatever discussion might be happening um so if it was like it seemed like the majority of our group is struggling with porn it might be a good idea to queue that up for next week and then let parents know hey we had a good chunk you know talking about pornography we're going to address that uh next wednesday so just want to make sure you know and then they can make that decision for themselves and just a way to keep them aware, too. So That's smart. Yeah. Good point. Um, two last ones really, really quick. Um, then I've just got some general thoughts. Um, follow up with, again, your pastor, your leader, whoever is in charge of you. Um, again, that's definitely for things that you know you're going to have to report. Um, follow up with them, let them know what's going on. Or then if there's anything you're unsure of, like, hey, I don't know if this needs to be reported or if you need to be made aware, just share it. Um, It never hurts to communicate. Like, you can't over-communicate. And the bosses in the room are shaking their heads, yes. (laughs) Like, uh, over-communicate with your uh, youth pastor if you are struggling as a small group leader. Um, And also, I would just suggest finding someone else... um, to talk to you outside of your co-leader, outside of your spouse, if you have one significant other, find someone that you can lean on um, when things get heavy because these kids are going to break your heart. Um, You're going to love them so much and they're going to tell you things that are just going to like rock your world. Um, So find someone that you can lean on to because carrying that burden is really hard. Um, So I would suggest definitely do that. So Um, Yeah, but those are the big points. Um, Just some general notes, I think. Uh, I always like to remind myself, nothing should surprise me. Um, I walk into into a small group. um, I want to make sure that I've prayed over my girls, um, that I have thought about them and prayed for them throughout the week so that I'm ready to, like, receive whatever they have to share with me. And I also practice not responding. my face says everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I practice like, okay, if someone comes out to me or if somebody says that their dog died or anything crazy, like just nothing should shock you as a small group leader. The worst thing you can do is like, <gasps> like you just, yeah. you just like you fall out and you're like shocked or you start crying or just like, it's oh, like you should be the one to handle this emotion. Like you should be the calm adult in the room who can take whatever that student throws at you and receive it calmly with a level head. So just assume that your kids can be up to anything and don't be shocked by what they have to say to you. Um, control the room. Again, make sure you handle the 10, eight other kids in there who may respond, not in a calm matter. Um, 
if you got to just like drop it and run, like <laughs> change the conversation. Um, if you need to like whatever you need to do again, like be make sure that you have some control of your small group. That's just general, general wisdom. I wish it was easier. You know, it's easier said than done. Um, but have some control over the other kids in your room. Um, don't gossip about it for the love. Don't go sharing your kids, everything to everybody. Um, it shouldn't be the topic of next week's leader meeting. Like, oh my gosh, did you hear what happened? Did you hear what Sally did? Oh my gosh. So don't gossip about it. Um, write it down and get support. So yeah, those are my finishing thoughts. That's huge. And it's, it's hard to do all those things. So hopefully this helps um, leaders. It's going to help me too. And I'm in the yeah. next situation. I know for sure. Um, yeah, I think that it's it's cliche to hear, but listen before you speak is huge. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that's something that's huge, especially like when you're saying control your emotions. Like before you like, what? Or, no, oh, you know, <laughs> give, give anything. Just listen to them. Um, I think that's something big that I'll definitely take away from this. So thanks for that. Yeah. Yeah. So just take it one step further. My question would be is like, what, what would you see the uh, consequences that might happen as a group as a whole to reacting poorly to big bombs? Um, you're going to have kids leaving your group or you're going to have kids who uh, stop talking. Um, nobody wants to share something really personal and hard and have everybody just react like it's the worst thing we've ever heard. Like yeah. it feels it feels really crappy. And I've been there and I've I've shared you know, I I had a rough go growing up and I made some bad decisions too. And when I would share those things in group as a high schooler or middle schooler, like some people would be like, oh no, like, and sometimes like an oh honey is worse than like a, mm. oh no, like, oh, please do not like, mm, don't do that. Um, you want to show empathy and you want to show love, but yeah. don't, don't oh honey a kid who just told you some really heartbreaking stuff. Just be like calm and and receive it and then move on from there. And I love what Sam said, like, just, just stop, just wait. <laughs> like the first, yeah. the first words that are going to come out of your mouth are not the right words. Like general rule of thumb, just, just think before you say anything. So, and they, and they appreciate the silence too, I think, because it's scary to, it's scary to drop a bomb. It's scary to share your heart. Um, so I think sometimes even if nobody says anything for a beat, like, it's okay because then it lets everybody like settle. Nice. I love that. Um, obviously, with this topic in general, there's like so much more that we can go. Like, if we wanted to oh, do yeah. an hour on this, we could. So, if you're like turning off this podcasting, it's about to be over, and you're like, I have so many more questions, you can 100% reach out to Sierra. And <laughs> she would reach out, she would tell you some. You can reach out to sure. me. Sure. Here's my you, phone number. It's <laughs> or you can reach out to Sam. Or uh, you also have a life group coach that would love to talk to you yeah. as well. So um, please, if you have more questions, like shoot them to somebody because we would love to get those answered. Just we don't have that much time in this podcast to do so. Yeah. So Over communicate. Over communicate. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. It help you, help them, and help us, and everyone wins. So awesome. Well, thanks so much for tuning in, joining us for this podcast. Hope it helps you have better groups next Wednesday or next Sunday night. Peace. Adios. Bye.